This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelly Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Red Sox Precap Podcast. A podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network where we review the series that just ended for the Red Sox and or recap it and then preview the series that is about to start. Um, Shelly... You, as we were just kind of talking about before we started recording, recording, uh, unfortunately nailed this series here with the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I unfortunately nailed it. Where we only won one out of the four, but uh, yeah, it was it was a really rough series. Yeah, I I, I have to say I hate that I was correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was uh, kind of tough to watch some weird things going on with. Uh, Xander Pogarts, Rafael Devers, but yeah, you know, thankfully avoided the sweep, and we'll get to Game Four and everything else that happened in that series right now. Game One: Eduardo Rodriguez versus Jose Urquidy. Uh, this didn't go very well. Uh, Rodriguez' struggles continued. He allowed six earned runs in his four and two thirds innings of work. Uh, Colton Brewer, who was uh, optioned today, followed, and he gave up four more runs, um, and they. The Astros hardly needed any of those runs <laughs> put the Red Sox away. <laughs> um, Shelly, are we officially hitting the panic button on Eduardo Rodriguez now? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I kind of am. Um, he's uh, not really in a good place. Uh, I mean, his, his off-speed stuff is usually his bread and butter, and that's usually how he gets out of things. And, you know, I just took a look. Um, prior to the pod of some of his pitches and yeah those the that change up that slider is just not working right now yeah he's in a bad place um uh, i mean we talked about this in the earlier you know uh pre-cap pod that you know him missing the marlins missing the marlins was like a huge thing he goes from the marlins to the astros and that really sucks so yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very concerned about uh, Rodriguez. I'm with you. Uh, another seven hits in his four and two thirds innings here. He's just all of his stuff is just too hittable. He's just yeah, nothing is being effective. And um, I mean, the worst of it was a few starts ago when he gave up eleven hits. Um, but that's just not typically where Erod operates and is successful. So I mean, the strikeouts were. Kind of there, I suppose. He got four, uh, only two walks, which wasn't so bad to give up a homer. But I, I'm right there with you. I'm not sure if he needs a break. Uh, we'll like maybe just skip him one time through. But uh, so, I mean, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> they can't just keep rolling him out there and having him get shells. Yeah, yeah, it, it really sucks. I mean, when you got you know got Hauk and Seabold, you know, just kind of. Um, hurts and we've had you know Brian Mata um, and, and you know hit you know get a TJ like it, it, we don't really have a lot of depth to kind of give him kind of like a, a, a you know a phantom IL stunt to kind of get ready or kind of get right so yeah he I think that he just has to work through it which really sucks yeah uh, Red Sox offense like much of the rest of the series uh, non-existent Three hits uh, off of Urquidy in his six innings, struck out nine times. Uh, that was just pretty consistent here. So, 
we'll see how this goes going forward. Obviously, a pretty tough series here. On a game two, pitching matchup, Garrett Richards, Luis Garcia, another loss to the Red Sox, five to run. Richards went six innings, had four walks, which has been pretty tough. Uh, when he was going good, he was utilizing his slider and his curve, kind of seeing him fall into the more of a two-pitch approach, throwing his forcing more than 60% of the time. Um, the results haven't been disastrous, but, uh, you know, consistently walking three, four, five guys and outing, uh, not great. What were your thoughts on Rodriguez or Richards, <clears throat> excuse me, Richards start? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I, I mean, I've been concerned for a bit because those walks are creeping up and he's just really, it just seems that he's just not having the feel for his off-speed stuff. Like he's just really focusing, uh, and just utilizing his fastball, which is okay. But when Richards is on, like he is just utilizing that slider and I don't, I, maybe he just doesn't have the feel for it, but it's. Yeah, I don't think Richard's in a good place. Like he walked four again. Like I, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very, kind of worried. Hopefully, he can like work through this and get back to where he was. You know, you know, about a month ago. Yeah, he had a real solid stretch there where he only walked three and three starts. Yeah. Uh, one of the starts didn't walk any, and the strikeouts were up there too. Uh, five strikeouts through six uh, innings, only gave up two runs. Uh, ERA now down to 375. wasn't a bad outing. I mean, the walks were concerning, but was able to kind of limit the damage. Only gave up four hits to go along with that. And then uh, Sawamura gave up three runs, only one of those earned. And then Whitlock finished it off. Again, Red Sox bats really struggled. Xander Bogarts uh, in a bizarre stretch of six consecutive games without a hit. Uh, and Rafael Devers... Also, uh, who struck out, Bogart struck out three times in this game, Devers twice, uh, and Devers was facing a hefty dose of fastballs and not hitting any of them or really making any contact on them. Was that something that was concerning to you for either uh, that stretch for Bogarts or Devers? Um, uh, for Bogey, I'm not really concerned. Uh, I just kind of think that it was just kind of like a typical kind of, you know, rough patch. Um, and I think that he will get out of it because I trust Bogey. The whole fastball thing with Devers was pretty concerning. Um, that was weird. Yeah. Like, I mean, he struggled like with fastballs. I mean, he's always been a guy who has been extremely... Uh, free swinging, like with pitches outside the zone, like he will just swing a lot. Um, uh, but I did not expect to see him just perform so poorly against fastballs. Um, so it's maybe something that we need to kind of keep an eye on. Um, but he kind of turned around uh, the last couple of games. So yeah, that's something that has never been a problem for him in the past. So it wasn't like a Chavis thing where yeah, that was kind of his weakness coming into the majors and then got exploited like Devers can hit those pitches. <laughs> that was just yeah. a really bizarre stretch. I don't really know what to make of it, but I think you're right. It's worth like monitoring going forward. If he's just being fed fastballs and struggling on it, then this could be something bigger, but um, you know, like you mentioned, and we'll get to in a bit, both of those guys were able to kind of bounce back and Xander, of course, just not concerned whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Moving on to game three. Nick Pavetta versus Frember Valdez. 
uh, Nick Pavetta put together another pretty good start. Uh, we're finally able to limit the Astros' run parade. However, the Red Sox and future Cy Young Nick Pavetta <laughs> was on the mound. <laughs> limited work. Uh, Pavetta had nine strikeouts, only two walks, and two earned runs. How much longer does Pavetta need to – I mean, this is one of his better starts. Yeah. Uh, really didn't walk anybody. He looked really strong here. But how much longer does he need to perform like this before we start saying uh, now is the, the time where he blows up? Because this was – we thought it was going to happen in Philly just because even the ballpark uh, factors there. And then this is a really good lineup that took advantage of some other really good pitchers of the Red Sox. But Pavetta succeeded. That's, yeah. I mean, this, this has got to give you a little bit of pump of confidence, right? Um. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, I mean, I still don't really know how I feel with Pavetta. Like, I've been just, you know, just waiting for it to just totally blow up. But, yeah, the Astros lineup, as we saw in the first two games, is totally legit. Like, they are really, really good. But, but Pavetta was able to rack up nine Ks and only two run runs, only two walks. Like, that, that is that is great. So, I'm just like, okay. Uh, maybe I'm starting to start to, you know, buy into what Pavetta is doing. I don't know. Like, he still boggles my mind because I'm like, I think that he should be bad. But he, honestly, he hasn't really shown that he is bad as what I think that he is. So, this is, I'm conflicted. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think it's been like three straight pods where we've talked about him and been like, I mean, if he keeps doing it, at some point we got to believe this is who he is. Yeah. And I'm still just on the fence. Like, there's such a documented history of him being very bad. <laughs> it's just, I, it's weird, and I can't believe it. But I mean, maybe he really was just one of those guys that needed to change the scenery, new yeah. set of coaches, fresh eyes on him, and then they were able to figure it out. Because I mean, if he keeps going like this, um, I mean, this was just a steal of a trade from Bloom. Uh, That was pretty much all the exciting things to talk about. Um, Darwin Hernandez came in, got a strikeout in a clean inning. Saramura, one hit, two-thirds of an inning. Josh Taylor, a clean third of an inning. Uh, The Red Sox lone run came in an RBI single from Hunter Renfro. uh, And that was it. Yeah. So, offense wasn't able to get going, take advantage of Frember Valdez. And that leads us to today which, just as Shelley predicted, dropped the first three. Martin Perez throws a gem, and Sox take one of four. Uh, Martin Perez had his, I mean, this has to be his best start of the year, right? Seven and two-thirds shutout ball against the Astros, the first time the Red Sox had a starting pitcher pitching on the mound in the eighth and was able to record uh, a couple couple outs there, too. Four strikeouts, only one walk. Those uh, not... Terribly exciting. Did give up six hits, but at the point going into the eighth, I think he had thrown less than 70 pitches. Something absurd <laughs> like that. So that was, uh, this was just exactly the kind of stopper performance the Red Sox needed, right? Uh, yeah. Who knew that uh, Pavetta and Martin Perez would be like, you know, the stoppers, you know, just like the legit pitchers. Uh, yeah, but Perez looked fine. Um, again, like, I mean, he's not, like, a legit, you know, number one, number two starter, but he's, like, a good number five, and currently how he's pitching, 
his last couple of outings, he's like a good number three, number four. He's been really impressive. Yeah, he doesn't really rack up the the strikeouts, but he limits runs. He limits hits. Yeah, this was a really, really good outing from Martin Perez. Yeah. I guess similar question to Nick Pavetta. You know, how many more of these do we need to see from <laughs> Martin Perez before you're like, wow, maybe this guy's better than I thought? Uh, maybe just one more. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm totally boggled because, uh, this is like totally backwards than what I expected. Um, uh, so like if you were putting like Pavetta and Perez versus, you know, Rodriguez and Eovaldi, I'll be, I would take, you know, Eovaldi and Rodriguez nonstop, but yep. Obviously, times out of 100. Exactly, but Pavetta and Perez is just really have been performing better. And I never would have thought that that was the case, but I I love it. I Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Martin Perez ERA now down to 3.09. 3.09. Uh, Enrique Hernandez uh, is in the middle of a stretch. Uh, he got the day off today, but he is in the middle of a stretch where he is 0 for 23. Um, is still batting leadoff. Do you think it's time to make a change? I I I think so. I were I I've just been kind of a, a a kind of like a stickler of just leaving him there because I mean there's been talk about having Verdugo leading off, but there prior to the season, like Verdugo was like, yeah, I don't really want to lead off. I feel better as the number two hitter. And I kind of remember um, you know, Benny saying, uh, Ben Intendi saying that, you know, prior before he was traded, all that stuff. So I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe just leave Verdugo there. But, you know, with Hernandez just really just struggling, I don't know who else you would put as a leadoff hitter. So maybe we try to, maybe we try that and see how it goes. But, yeah, we need to do something better at at the uh, you know leadoff um, position. Yeah, Danny Santana got the uh, start at leadoff. <laughs> yeah, was batted leadoff today in today's game, the five-one victory for the Red Sox. Um, you think that's the solution for now? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would roll with that and see how that goes because. Um, I really don't want to really mess with the two through five guys. So yeah, I'm I I would put you know Santana up at leadoff just to see what happens um, because we definitely do need to get Hernandez out of the leadoff spot. What about Arroyo? Ooh, ooh. Had a three run homer today. Obviously, the, yeah. I'm, I don't know if, <laughs> if that bolsters his chances, but. Uh, I mean, hitting 282, 741 OPS. Yeah. Maybe he's a candidate. Uh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be totally full with that. I, I am a big Aurora fan. He's kind of like surprised me with just how well he's been hitting. Um, yeah, give him, give him, you know, give him that, uh, that chance to kind of produce it there. Love it. Yeah, I think I, I think he's a guy. He's the guy I would kind of want to see there. Um, he's also surprised me. I wasn't much of a fan, but yeah. I'm coming around on him. I'm coming around. 
I love it. I love it because you are definitely a big more Chavis fan than a Rhea fan. I'm like, well, he kind of can do some things, so I'm glad you're kind of coming around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ottavino pitched a third of an inning, got out of the eighth for Perez, then Workman shut down the ninth. Did give up a home run, but got two strikeouts. Um, Workman recalled and a Brewer optioned because uh, Workman had his little opt-out today. So he either had to be on the Red Sox or he could go somewhere else, which I think is exactly what he was going to do. But what do you think of that swap, Workman for Brewer? Um, I'm fine with it because I wasn't the biggest Brewer fan and he didn't really, you know, have, you know, give a lot of confidence to his, you know, kind of status. Um, with, I think, like, the first game where he just totally gave up, like, a lot of own runs. So, I'm totally fine with the swap there. Me, too. Alrighty. MVP of the series. Martin Perez? Uh, yeah. It's either Perez or Prevetter. I'm going with Perez because at least we won this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm going I'm to go with Perez there, too. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we will preview the series against the Yankees. All right, Red Sox currently sit second in the division, two games behind the Rays, two and a half up on the Yankees, three up on the Blue Jays, 14 up on the Orioles. Just toss that one in there. <laughs> um, finally have a series against the Yankees here on June 4th, our first taste against the Evil Empire. Uh, thankfully, through though the Red Sox have had a bit of a skid as of late, the Yankees have been worse. <laughs> uh, Red Sox uh, five and five in the last ten. Yankees three and seven. So not great, not great. Yep. There was a point where the Rays, Red Sox, and Yankees all three had the best records in the uh, American League. Uh, not the case any longer. Um, I don't really know what to make of this Yankees team. Lots of injuries. Pitching's been weird. <laughs> What's your take? Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I, I think that we're hitting the Yankees at a pretty good time. I mean, obviously, we are missing Garrett Cole because he pitched the the day that we are recording. Um, so that's nice. But their hitting has been very up and down and maybe very down. Um, so I think this is a pretty good time to actually kind of, you know, face the Yankees. But it still seems very late in the season to be finally facing these guys. Yeah, pitching matchups. Nathan Evaldi versus Michael Kane, game one. Game two, Rodriguez versus Tyon. That one could <laughs> be in the double digits. <laughs> yeah. And then we finished off with Garrett Richards versus Domingo Herman, who has pl- pitched rather well since returning from his suspension earlier in the year. What are your thoughts on these matchups? Uh, yeah, I think the first one, um, I definitely feel a lot better about the first one. Um, like you said, the second one, Rodriguez and Tayon, um, they are both struggling, so it'll probably be a hit fest. Um, and Richards and Herman, um, it's kind of a, a crapshoot there. So it should be a really, a really fun series. Uh, with the Yankees. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, this is... Um, I mean, I feel good about the Evaldi one, even though um, 
you know, I mean, he's been better of late, but yeah, uh, Rodriguez high on that. I don't know what to make of that. And then Richardson, Herman, uh, Herman's pitched well, but he's been inconsistent. And mm-hmm. same for Richards. Yep. <laughs> so they got some really interesting matchups here in this series. Um, chance to put some nice distance between them and the Yankees instead of kind of rolling it back. But uh, Yankees have a ton of injuries. They've just gotten a couple guys back. Aaron Judge uh, is doing well, leading the team. 13 homers, hitting 290. Uh, then after that, it's just a bunch of crap. Um, <laughs> Stanton came back from the injury list, uh, I think like a week ago. Uh, he's, not, he's not having a bad season. He's having a nice little Stanton season. Uh, but then it's a run of guys all hitting under 200. So yeah. <laughs> I guess if there's a chance for Rodriguez to get right, Seems like a pretty good lineup to try and do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it really stinks that it's at Yankee Stadium versus at Fenway, but uh, yeah, this is. I mean, it's a tough matchup, uh, just because it is the Yankees and and at Yankee Stadium. But uh, yeah, there you, there are you know worse matchups that Rodriguez could face, especially against Tyone, who has been struggling as well. Yeah. Everything is there for Arias to turn it around. Yep. So let's hope that happens. What is your prediction for the series? Um, I think that we're going to go two in, two out of three. Um, I think Evaldi's going to take out that first one. And I'm feeling good about, uh, crazy enough, uh, Garrett Richards. Um, I think Garrett Richards mm-hmm. is going to, yeah. So Evaldi and Richards, I'm feeling pretty confident in. I feel the same. I think... Two out of three. Nice. MVP of the series, who you got? Um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Sander. Like he's been struggling for a very long time, but he started to get it on in that in that uh, last game against the Astros, and I think he's going to have a really really good series. That was my pick too. I feel the exact same way. The nice. weird stretch is going to bust out of that. Yeah. Look real solid. All right, that's going to do it for us. You can find us at the Over the Monster website, great website, where we do roundtables and stuff. You can also find us on Twitter. You can find me at The Spoken Geats. You can find Shelly at Shelly V underscore 643. And we will be back with you after the Yankees series. I don't think we're going to do a preview of that one game against the Marlins, but uh, <laughs> before the next Astros series, we'll, we'll give it a, we'll toss it in the recap. We'll barbecue sauce there for you. So come next week, another... Really kind of brutal stretch for the Red Sox here. Uh, another three games against the Astros and then four games set against the Blue Jays, who are not too far behind them in the standings. It's going to be tough. Thanks for listening. We'll be back later next week.